I'm not scared at all that you'll not retweet it because you're sketched out by the content of the podcast or that we're trashy or we talk about, you know, sketchy or, you know, some there's some dirty stuff. Right. Or, you know, so so I'll have to avoid all my one hand jokes about you. Right. Yeah. No, we we will do this just like Catholics do. We will keep it all kosher and it will be fine. It'll be fine. As, as long, you know, I think we'll be fine as long as we don't mention those brothers from Kansas. The, the Cock Brothers? <laughs> Thomas, did you hear what I said? As long as we don't. Don't mention them. Okay. Yeah, whatever, whatever I mean, Chris. Keep, keep it up and, and um, he won't retweet it to his 9,979. I, I think we can milk some content out of this. You're, you're, you're staying with those jokes, huh? <laughs> Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm out of them now. I'm all drained. Um, okay. I didn't, I thought Ryan, we already started by the time you muted me. Ryan <laughs> muted himself and then complained that... To be honest, Ryan, batteries. I, I, uh, I had no clue if we were starting or not, so I've just been going along with it. I didn't either. I just thought we weren't doing an opening this week. <laughs> just dive straight in. All right, guys, it was fun. I'm going to bed now. Good night. (laughs) Good night. I'm very excited. We we love telling our story. Rare diseases like like STDs? (laughs) (laughs) You deviants. Let me uh, tell you, kids, you should never drink your partner's enema water. (laughs) (laughs) now the story of an eclectic fan base who lost touch with reality and the one podcast that somehow holds them all together it's the substandard expanded universe you are listening to the SSEU podcast. The SSEU podcast is the internet's premier podcast dedicated to hot takes about Star Wars, Disney, and pop culture from a substandard perspective. You can find us on Google Podcasts, iPodcasts, whatever, Stitcher, and wherever else you usually find podcasts. You can find old episode, episodes on sseupodcast.com. And if you want, you can email us at sseupod at gmail.com. Thomas, um, you're going to hear from from all Apple fanboys, especially Ryan. Um, Ryan, sorry, Steve Jobs is dead, but he's rolling over in his grave hearing that, um, what did you call it, Thomas? Apple iPodcasts? I don't know what it's called. The iStore? Apple, Apple Casts? I, iSores? Acasts. <laughs> Apods. I think they're called Apads. Ryan, have you been able to properly mourn the passing of of Steve Jobs now that you've learned this news? I don't believe it. It's fake news. Uh, Ryan, uh, what did did you have? <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to check. Did you hang out with uh, Matt this week? <laughs> do you want me to say yes or do you want me to say no? I, I, I don't. <laughs> you can say whatever. I literally have nothing Big besides truth. the question. <laughs> You know he didn't. Matt Roberts, who lives in Washington, D.C. No! Not no, the guy who you go noodling with. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> did you mean Maddie? Maddie. 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 Why did you say Matt? 
Oh, now, I don't know. I don't know any Matt. Oh, <laughs> Maddie. <laughs> okay, Maddie. Did you hang out with Maddie this past week? No, I didn't. He he had three Lincoln commercials in a row to shoot. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm more curious about all right, all right, whether right. or not you went back to Greg Abbott's house to get the guitar. Uh, I did drive Luca, well Lucas Nelson. Luca, I, I call him Luca. Luca I call I call him Luca. Uh, his professional name is Lucas Nelson. Um, I did drive him back there, and he ran onto the lawn quickly and looked, and he said that he didn't see it, but he 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 believed that Greg rolled over it just like. Probably fifty or sixty times, uh, and just crushed it to pieces because he he, he he did see pieces of it. It's really sad that that was a guitar that Willie gave to Lucas, and uh, uh, you know we I, I held him as he gently sobbed about it. But <laughs> that, that sounds emotional. I guess like you held me on the shores of Naboo. <laughs> Not the shores. What's the line? Hold me like you held me at Naboo. It's 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 the best writing in all of cinema. I don't know much about the prequels, Chris, so you're gonna have to get <laughs> Steven or Matt or somebody else. Or oh, that new guy in the mega thread. What's his name? Tyson? Tyson, yeah, he seems really into the prequels. How Chicken dare guy? you accuse accuse Matt Roberts of being into the prequels? <laughs> that he is, is, isn't he? He is. Is he? I'm Hold pretty me. sure he, here it is. Like here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Uh, well, let's ask Matt right now. I think he's pretty. Uh, hang he's on, Harrison. Bad. Harrison's got a quote. He's in bed. Hold me like you did by the lake on Naboo so long ago when there was nothing but our love, no politics, no plotting, <laughs> no war. <laughs> How could you not be into this? <laughs> that, that's good writing. Yeah, yeah, that's excellent. All right, so. Um, uh, as you can tell, we have a guest today. would like to welcome Harrison to the podcast, uh, who is the host of Clerically Speaking. Uh, and, Thank uh, you. Is there anything else that our listeners should know about you? I, uh, I'm a Catholic priest. That's kind of, that's that. Um, oh, is that important? Yeah. I think <laughs> uh, so. No, I, I think so too. I think that I am actually really happy that we finally have, you know, a, a religious man on the podcast <laughs> who, who can... Have a substantive discussion about religion and in the Bible and provide Excuse some guidance. Excuse me, Thomas. I am religious. Oh. I can't believe you said that. You know that I am. Oh, yeah, but you're still a layman. La- laity? Uh, is that, is that the, fr- the, the term? Yeah, the laity. Yes, you're right. Yeah, okay. but this Harris. Is Harris first, yeah. This is the per- first professional that we've had on. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, the first. Absolutely the first. Yeah. You've never had any other professional <laughs> religious person on the podcast ever. Yeah. So uh, I know that, Chris, I know that you have been confused recently. Do you have any questions for, for Harrison? Thomas, why did you mute me just now? <laughs> clear up for you. What? Why did you mute me? <laughs> I resent this. Uh, I, I do actually have a question for Harrison. Okay. Um Harrison, did you listen to, to the uh, Sub Beacon today? I did. Did you hear your your second mention in what two or three? Yeah, second mention in two or three weeks. That's my fourth mention. By Sunny of all people. By Sunny. Like, okay, so here's my question: Is Sunny mentioning you? Does like that? That pretty much means he's converting, right? 
<laughs> Listen, we all know that Sonny's going to become Catholic one day. Yeah. When he, I mean, he, was he, he knew the about, age of reason. Exactly. And, yeah, yeah. Right? So it's and a then today time. he mentions you. I'm pretty sure he's a he's a listener to Clerically Speaking, and, and he is, yeah. And he, he, had, he had respect for my office, so he called me Father Harrison. I'm like, yes, it, we can almost say Sonny's Catholic now. <laughs> he's he's pretty much Catholic. He's pretty much Catholic, right? I mean, like, it, he plays this thing, part where he's this where he's this pagan, this godless, exactly. you know, yeah. But, he, but he's pretty much Catholic. Here's the thing: when you hang out with Catholics, people become <laughs> Catholic just by osmosis by being around us. It's kind of the way it works. So he's got two Catholics he podcasts with. This is it's gonna happen. I'm pretty sure that this is what Shannon was praying for literally the whole time in Rome was for the soul of one Sunny Bunch. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, Chris. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. As as some in the all right. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that is in fact more true than nowhere now. <laughs> Yes. Thomas doesn't get it because he's, I'm he's, a he's monster. never seen the rest of Velvet. <laughs> Thomas is a gar- garbage oh. He hasn't watched the rest of development. <laughs> Thomas is just so terrible. <laughs> I broke my left hand yesterday um, playing basketball. Uh, nothing too exciting. But uh, so I have. You're dunking? Been- you went. You. You tried that to dunk with your left hand. That is what I would like to tell that's people. Why, that's why I only dunk with my right hand, because <laughs> you, you're not used to doing it with your left hand. And if you get stuck on the rim in the wrong place. <laughs> if, if I've learned anything, Ryan, it's to not show off. And um, I showed off, and mm-hmm. and what what happens? But I, I come crashing down with a broken left hand. So I, I'm doing all right. Literally, I'm all right. I've, I've been trying to learn how to survive with one hand. It sucks. I hate it. Uh, I can't, I feel like I can't do any, anything in life um, besides maybe brush my teeth. But, um, but hey, you know what guys, Haberbro yeah, actually, Haberbro had surgery today as well. So like, it's been a rough day for, uh, for Haber people. So uh, you're I, suffering I, with them, right? You're sharing his, it is suffering now. I am. That's, Guys, I love having Harrison on. Can we have him on? What was his <laughs> What was his surgery? I don't know if I'm supposed to say. Oh, so it was cosmetic. Okay. <laughs> it was yes, it was elective. Oh, nose it was. It was butt oh. implants. Oh, <laughs> no. But, but he, he's recovering. Um, okay. Here's the thing, though. Like, he'll listen to this. I don't know in like a month or two. Um, his wife. Thanks for being did faithful. Did not pick up the narcotic um, drugs for him, and like seriously, uh, that's that's a major. Chris, um, you said you didn't get any opi- opioids today. How how that? Did you turn them down, or what? What happened there? They just kind of looked at me, and they're like, "You can handle." I, it. I guess. I guess I just look tough. If and- I broke my <laughs> hand, if I broke my hand, and I didn't get any narcotics. I I, I would be calling their bosses i'd be like who's the doctor boss around here i i kind of noticed that the the doctor who worked with me she kept touching her wedding ring a lot like <laughs> almost almost as a reminder um but yeah so she she did but the raging she, desires at bay for her yeah. right like okay yes i'm a married woman married woman <laughs> that's kind of how i interpret it but it, it worked for her and she, but also, so she thought that if she gave you opioids 
she might not be able to resist uh, a high Chris Haberman? These are these are two separate things. Uh, she was trying to resist, but also I just presented so tough, and she was just like, "This guy doesn't need anything." Like he's a three, he's a real man. She's like, she's like, yeah, yeah. This this is a man. That's why any like that, that, to the that, doctor, that's I immediately start, start crying. And I could I could Eche tell Che Omo, right? She Eche was Omo. as she was typing. She she would like like read aloud what she was typing, and it was this is a man. Was she doing like hooked on phonics? How many times did she like you know wave herself to just you know bring the <laughs> hot flashing down? Well, I was surprised. Like she brought a fan. <laughs> Wait in a her- second, hot flashing, <laughs> hot flashing. How old was she, Chris? <laughs> you didn't say this. Was she in her sixties? <laughs> I did not say this. That was Harrison. Uh, she, she was younger than me, and. Yes, she she did bring a paper fan in with herself. Yes, hot, hot flashes like well, that. She she left the room, and came back with a paper. Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, so from uh, from nurses to cheerleaders to podcast, Harrison, I I, I, I had no 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 no. Yeah, you can transition. Yeah, uh, Harrison, I, we have questions for you. So right. uh, to begin with, how how did you become a substandard slash sub beacon fan? It was. Through the matriarch, actually, I think is kind of how I fell through it, into it. Uh, I got to know Shannon through Twitter last May, I think, and we were starting to DM and just which, chat. Which bishop was she going after when you got to know her? <laughs> no, do what it was. I did a thing on kids in church and I'm like why it should be like okay to have kids crying in church type of thing, and she was like, "Oh my gosh, thank you for saying this." And. Uh, uh, so yeah, we just she was not going over after any bishop at the time. Uh, the McCarrick stuff hadn't hit yet, so uh, things have changed. Um, so yeah, so we just started gaming, and then I guess I just kind of found out, you know, okay, I found out about JBL, and then she kind of told me about the podcast. So I started listening to it. I was like, oh, it's a really fun podcast. And then one day, someone got me into the—I can't remember how—I think a tweet I put out got into the mega thread, mm-hmm. and then it was just all over from there. So but I, you skipped I, I the part about where you heard. Where we've i think several people were like saying before we actually tagged you in it i think people were talking about like should we should we tag a priest into the mega thread like is that a good idea (laughs) (laughs) and then they're like yeah why not well my understanding is that um Harrison previously was very pro jesuit and just very pro georgetown like he he was (laughs) He approved of their theolo- theology at Georgetown, and and that's where he got in. Is that correct? Tell Thomas and I went to a lot. Not true. At this point. However, I will. I'm going to throw this out. There was there is one good Jesuit at, at James at Georgetown, or he was there. He's retired now. <laughs> Father James. Father James Shaw. Father James. I actually Shaw. know that name. Yeah. yeah. He's fantastic, and he's yeah. a good Jesuit. There are good he, Jesuits out there. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, but but before could, could you list them on one hand? <laughs> Did the other one break or? <laughs> so there's so there's ten. There's ten. <laughs> say say you've only got one in hand. I'm picking up what you're laying down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but were yeah. you into pop culture and movies or TV shows uh, be- before? Oh, oh, oh yeah, like I've been. Um... Yeah, I've always loved movies and TV shows, right? And I mean, you get your no, Thomas. He only started watching TV when he heard the podcast. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, I, wait, this is what is this TV thing? <laughs> what is a Star Wars? <laughs> yeah. 
what? I mean, it's not like, Tim. Tim stopped watching movies when he started listening to it. So I don't know. You could go that way. Do what the podcast is great for one of these reasons. It tells me. I mean, I'm a bit further away from movie theaters now, so it gets harder to go see movies. But the the podcast makes me think this is worth seeing or this is worth completely avoiding. Yeah, they don't because- have movie house and eatery in Canada. I subscribe. <laughs> No, I'm just in a small town. I'm just in a small town. I'm far away from movie. I'm about an hour away from a movie theater. So an hour uh, by by boat, right? Plane? No, <laughs> no car. You oh, know, we have okay. cars on the island too. Okay. Uh, How many screens are there at this theater? This, honest question. Honest. I think it's like an eight screen theater or something yeah. like that. that. That that was my childhood. Is I grew up an hour away from a, maybe a six screen. Yeah. So, but um, like I. Uh, I had stopped using Netflix for a while, but because of the Fire Festival documentary, I resubscribed. <laughs> <of the podcast. laughs> yeah, they move product. But yeah, no, I've always been like I, I've I've always like I've uh, I I've even when when Breaking Bad was a big thing. I, I'm a huge Breaking Bad fan. Uh, it's one of my favorite TV. It's actually my favorite TV show of all time. And uh, I remember when when I was a deacon, I preached a homily, kind of using Breaking Bad as my kind of entry think- point about moral moral judgments and stuff like that have you seen the leftovers no okay what's that it's a show on hbo uh like breaking bad was is close to my favorite show of all time but the leftovers uh what's it about um (laughs) not mention this show it's kind of it's kind of like it's Kind of like a, an event similar to possibly like a rapture, but it's not a rapture takes place. Mm-hmm. And um, it's about like the people that are left behind. They're like trying to decide like what actually happened. And people mm-hmm. that are like, uh, there's uh, there's like a priest that's left behind. And he's mm-hmm. like, uh, so uh, there's like so many like, people that are like super religious that are left behind Mm -hmm. but they're that they've decided that they weren't some Mm -hmm. some people decided the people that left weren't actually you know good people or whatever Mm -hmm. and so it's just about it's it's mostly about like how people deal with like a really traumatic event because a lot of people's families like half their family disappeared right because it's just like they just literally disappeared and their clothes are just left behind and so then like cults um break out and uh branch off because of it and (laughs) it's just it's 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 a really good show like i i love that show i will check it out damien lindelof uh, wrote it okay and he wrote lost okay so uh, i'll check it out yeah number one I'm a little offended that Ryan mentions his favorite show for the first time. I mentioned Harrison's it last on. week when I talked you about not Justin. Mentioned Th- it to us at all. I said I, I talked. Did I talk about Justin Thoreau last week? Like I'll watch anything that he's in, and I said he is the lead in The Leftovers. Okay, so he's the lead in a show. Stop. Full stop. Not this. <laughs> hey, everyone, watch this show, which is my favorite. Yes, Stephen. Steve. It's, it's Stephen loves this show too. Steven the Pirate. Yeah, all right. I know a place where you can get a login for HBO. <laughs> okay. So we'll, 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 talk, we'll talk after the show. Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, uh, Harrison, you have mentioned yeah. that there's something you can't get in Canada. Is it Hulu or HBO? Yeah, I, or? Can't, get, I, can't, get, I can't get Hulu up in Canada. Uh, they don't stream up here at all. So even I'd have to maybe like get like a – what's it called there? VPN to probably do uh, it or something. Ooh. I, I knew, hey, I, I, know where you, I know where you can get a VPN. Oh really? 
No, no, not VDN. VPN. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like uh, today, today's today's sub beacon. One of the sponsors was ExpressVPN. Yeah. You should yeah. you should support the show. I should. Um, so, but yeah, because I want to check out the Hulu documentary on the Fire Festival. I'm kind of like GVL. I've watched it. I've watched. I've watched that fire episode or that fire documentary like three or four times on Netflix already. Really, the Hulu one is fun. Really interesting, just to see how gullible stupid people are. Yeah, but also there's a lot of really rich stupid people out there. There, there are. I mean that that is what's fascinating about is how how just willfully gullible people are that. They they are willing to part with their money for a piece of that, like Tens for a piece of, of thousands this, I, of dollars. Yeah, for a piece like, and so a lot of these people are people who would not taste um, anything exotic mm-hmm. at all, but they've got money, and mm-hmm. so if they can meet an Instagram star or this or that, if like they're like, I will buy my way to this lifestyle that I want, which is just just. Um, just horrible and and like there's there's nothing real or lasting about that at all exactly well i have still like i still remember that scene where the girl with the beauty mark she goes we're on our way to bahamas in the private jet yeah. I'm, like, I'm like i i've never flown in one but i've been in one that is not a private jet that's yeah. a 737 <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i mean yeah this, it, you guys are so idiotic oh my gosh so yeah, like JBL's right. Like he, there's kind of that little like sweet sense of, I like to watch these people suffer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't. I like you can hate Billy and them at the same time. Hmm. Hmm. They all create each other, right? Right. Right. Yeah. So. Billy wouldn't have been wouldn't have like gotten rich without them. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, they were the con would only work on on a certain type of people who are just really, really interested in buying into this. Yeah. It's uh, and I mean, like the the amount of people he was able to manipulate and deceive. This just like the stories, right? Like uh, I don't want to repeat this story, but you know the story with the gay guy who was working with yeah. mm-hmm. about the water. I'm like, so terrible. He was willing to do that. Like, yeah. How? What? How? And then he's still kind of talking good about Billy in the end. And I'm like, right? It's like this guy that, was going to do it, horrible things to get it's water. It's like that thing that they said about like like all of those CEOs. Yeah. Like Billy was more corrupt than them, maybe. But like Steve Jobs, they talked about yeah. his reality distortion field. And I remember reading. I remember reading the um, the biography of Steve Jobs written by Walter Isaacson. Hey, and Ryan, Ryan. Shut up, Chris. Do you and know he's dead? One thing there there was one of the programmers, <laughs> like if Jobs liked you, it was impossible to quit. He made your life terrible. He treated you like shit, but he would not let you quit. One of the programmers really, really, really wanted to quit. Mm-hmm. And so he'd tried several times, but he just once he got in Steve's presence, he just couldn't do it. And so he'd been telling people for like a couple of weeks, like, I think the only way he's gonna let me quit, I'm just gonna walk in his office. I'm gonna piss on his desk, and, and like, and like, he's not gonna like, he's not gonna talk me into staying then. Well, apparently, like Steve Jobs had heard this rumor that he's gonna do that, and so like the day finally come, he's like telling people, "I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it today." So he walks in his office, and he said, hey, "This is the guy recounting the story." He's like, um, "Steve's just sitting there with his grin on his face. He's just like, are you gonna do it? Are you really gonna do it?'" 
And so he didn't, but he, he eventually let him quit just because. But that's what it took is like spreading like that kind of rumor about how bad he wanted to quit. But he couldn't. He just like once he got in Steve's presence, like he, he couldn't quit because he was really good at his job. That's the same kind of thing. Billy McFarland seemed to have that same kind of, you know, power over people. And the fact that he was able to like after all this happened, he's talking. He started up another company. Right. And he's getting this other guy. <laughs> but the guy's taking literally all the legal blame. Like he's Billy's not legally part of this thing at all. And I'm like, but the thing I mean, like people are really gullible. I'm like to go get backstage tickets to a Taylor Swift concert for 150 bucks so you can meet her. That doesn't exist. Yeah. If you have any sense of market value, that doesn't exist. Right. 150 bucks. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, if he would have, so imagine that he would have had a little bit more of a plausible, like, festival plan. Like, say that it was Mm. mainland US or something where it would be a little bit easier to organize it. He could have pulled it off. Mm -hmm. And Probably. It could have been at least a sex successful enough to not and gotten in trouble yeah mm-hmm. harrison um yeah uh, we uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about your expertise in cinema okay okay uh, so uh, we believe that you have a list for us with like ca- catholic movies or priests or something like that so i have a it's, i didn't actually uh one, one two three four i got it's a top seven list top seven list yeah, yeah that, top that's, seven. that's what everyone knows is top seven. <laughs> Top seven, right? Uh, I, I, I've, I was kind of looking around to see what different movies I've seen. I was Googling movies and stuff with priests in them. So these are the seven I've for sure seen. So I thought, so I'll go from the bottom up. Okay, well, so are all of these Catholic priests? Or? So these are all, yeah, these are all movies with Catholic priests. Okay, all right. Okay. Or what? bishops, I would what? say too, because number six. Way to be inclusive, come on. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, any, la- uh, any, any lady priests? They don't exist in the Catholic Church. Oh, okay, go on. <laughs> Yeah. All right, number seven, Silence, uh, Scorsese's film, fantastic, mm-hmm. amazing. It was actually one of it was my top three films of that year. Uh, um, it was in my top three that year. It was uh, brilliant. It's overrated. Uh, wrong, <laughs> really? wrong, 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 wrong. I enjoyed it. I like. No, I'm, I'm as, as as a director, perhaps. Oh. Yeah, but I mean, like as like I've read the book as well, and I felt it was very. I mean, there's a couple little tweaks that I wasn't a fan of, but I felt overall overall. It conveyed the book. Uh, I'm I'm not criticizing that at all. Yeah. I'm okay. merely referencing if you have not listened to the Scorsese <laughs> episode where JVL trolls. Oh yeah, Sonny, yeah, of course we have. But you seem like you were saying the movie was overrated. Yes, that's not, what I was. Not here. Scorsese. I am merely saying, um, contact Mustang Man, nineteen whatever. What, what is Andrews? Nineteen seventy nine, maybe seventy six. Are you Mustang seeing the contact high right now? Mustang Man on Twitter. Uh, there's a four-digit number. I think it's 19-something. <laughs> he has the entire archive. If you have not listened to the Scorsese episode and heard JVL troll Sonny and Vic about Scorsese, it is totally worth it. And I hope everyone has heard it. Go on. Okay. Please. So uh, I apologize. It's all good. Um, number six. An older film. Screw Beckett. you, Ryan. Beckett. About Archbishop Beckett and his uh, conflicts with the king and how he gets martyred by the king. A classic film. Well worth watching. What was uh, it called? Five. Beckett. Beckett. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas, you garbage person. I've never seen it or heard of it either. So, Really? Oh, yeah. It's a classic. Story, right? Is it Canadian? 
No, it's American. Oh. Pedro Tool. John. Yeah, yeah. who's that guy? <laughs> yeah, who, yeah, Pedro Tool, some some Not... second rate actor, you know. <laughs> I haven't watched it in a long time. It's really good. This is uh, I'm gonna put like a little sub with this one because it's not a movie properly about uh, a Catholic priest per se, but A Man for All Seasons is a another amazing film about a Catholic at least. So we'll we'll throw a little bone for the lady there. Well, because I'm a fan of the previous one more than the current one, um, would you say a little bit about Thomas A. Beckett Harrison? Um, like just, just, just kind of the the bullet points. But just, I'm trying to remember it too. It's been a long time since I seen. It. I just remember really loving the film. Um, just essentially, he was uh, what was it? I think well, he, was he, was a, a, he is a nobleman, a rich dude, a friend yep. of the king, right? And yep. and the king named him bishop, archbishop of Canterbury, right? Um, assuming that he would be like, and I, I believe the king warned him, like you know, you should, probably shouldn't do this because, like, you know me, I'm a serious person. Like if you na- if you name me this, I'm going to take it seriously, which he did. Right. And yeah. Yeah. So what was happening? Yeah. Like Henry II was trying to kind of invade on some of the church's rights. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, no, you can't do that. And so the king killed him. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's this awesome story. Um, yeah. R- really, where where the king thought he'd be this ally by naming mm-hmm. him, because because that was kind of a political thing at the time. Right. But um. And it's a very similar uh, story with the man for all seasons, right? Yeah. Thomas More. Well, in a way. In a yeah, way. I mean, it's different, but I mean, like, it's the same thing. He was on the USS Indianapolis. Henry VIII. The shark bit and, my balls. Uh, if we could just move back to the to the previous one. Um, yeah. that, that, um, that, that he was, uh, like, uh, so I haven't seen The Young Pope, but my understanding is it's a somewhat similar story in that they think they're getting this young guy who's going to uh, really liberalize the faith. Yeah. And and be pliant and and whatever, and he actually becomes kind of a true believer in the yeah. best sense. And so Thomas A. Beckett um, becomes a true believer and is not this pushover that the right. king wanted, uh, this yeah. friend of the king. And and um, there's this gr- great quote: um, "Who will rid me of this meddlesome priest?" priest. Um, the the king says. And so it was actually not um, he didn't ask someone. It was kind of it was it was kind of uh, indirectly that right. someone was like, deny it, I yeah yeah I will do this. And so they yeah. they, they killed him. They martyred him. What yeah. it's, it's a really cool story. Uh, so but but Chris so. Uh, that that quote. Yes. Uh, that's that's what the Herbert and Gerbert staff said uh, when you were having a sandwich. That is precisely. <laughs> what <you said. laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interestingly, you know, something similar happened with John Paul II when he was a priest in Poland during the communist reign. They they named him because he was an intellectual. They thought that they could manipulate him. He worked with young people. He had a lot of ideas that th- people sometimes struggle with in the church type of idea. And so people, the, the communists thought this guy would be very malleable. And, and at the time, the communists had a lot of say in who would be named bishops in Poland. And so they thought, hey, we'll name this guy a bishop. And they didn't realize that the guy they named, they got named bishop actually overthrew communism. In He's Poland. freaking take down communism. <laughs> right? Awesome. It's awesome. But that's yeah. like, it's actually a very, it's a, it, that happens a lot in history, right? Like with these different, yeah. at least in the Catholic history, right? Like the same thing with the, you know, you have these people who you think I'm going to get these people to be an ally, and they actually be—they actually stand for conscience instead and for truth, and it's really awesome. Kind of like when, um, when the Republicans nominated Donald Trump, and he really just changed. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! 
<laughs> All right, number five. Number five. Uh, I Confess by Alfred Hitchcock. Have you guys seen that one? No. It's really, really good. It's about a, a priest. So a man murders someone in town. It's filmed in old Quebec City, but it's, it takes place in the States. He goes to confession to the priest that evening. And he confesses the murder to the priest. And the man is kind of, and the man's always afraid that the priest is going to break the seal of confession. And actually the man starts to frame the priest for the murder rather than for himself. And it's a whole, it's a whole thing about guilt and conscience and truth and the seal of confession. And it's a fantastic, fantastic film on that, on, based on that. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock does a great job, really understands what confession's about. So it's a really, really good film and I highly recommend it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Number four, The Mission. I'm waiting for one I actually have seen. Go on. <laughs> Are you serious? You haven't seen the mission? Oh, come on! Like the mission is is great film from the '80s. How did you not see Patience at least? Uh, or Silence, Patience. I'm hoping you'll Thomas, see number one. Thomas, Thomas how did you not see Patience? <laughs> one about the Doctor Priest. Yeah. Thomas. Thomas. Yes. How have you not seen In- Incontinence? Did have any- none of you have seen the mission? No. Oh, okay. Um, it's got. Um, I've uh, heard the Elton John song "Burn Down the Mission." No, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Leah, it's got Lee, so Liam, Liam Neeson. Aiden Liam Neeson. Yeah. yeah. Holy Liam Neeson. Quinn? Wow. It's very interesting. Liam Neeson plays Jesuits a few times in different films. So it's about Jesuit missionaries uh, to uh, the New World, and the conflicts. That they have as they're trying to spread the gospel to the natives in in South America and Mexico and stuff like that. So that conflict, and then try, and then what it becomes because it's also about colonization as well, and uh, how the Portuguese at the time are trying and the Spanish are trying to overtake the territory for profit, to and they want to essentially just destroy these people's towns and cities and how these Jesuit priests uh, become defenders for these people's rights and so on. It's a beautiful film about. Uh, mission obedience, conflict between uh, church structures and and civil structures, and it's a it's a classic classic film, and I highly recommend it. Uh, number three, Calvary. Have any of you uh, seen that one? I, I know of it. I haven't seen it. Okay. Uh, Chris, have you not seen it? I'm aware of the place. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Obvious. Uh, I I know that it has been uh, talked about a lot in the SSEU and in premium. It's, uh, it's a movie about an Irish Catholic priest, and the movie starts off with him hearing confessions, and a man comes in and starts telling him about all the abuse he'd suffered in life from a priest. At the end, this man says to the priest, you know, Father, the problem is, if a bad priest died, if, we, if someone went out and killed the priest who did that to that person, no one would care. They would say he deserved it. But if I killed a good priest, then people would listen. Father, you're mm. a good priest, and I'm going to kill you in a week. And the whole film is kind of his struggle uh, with this. I've watched it a few times. The first time I saw it, I thought, it's a good film. But then I watched it this past summer again um, around what was going on in the church lately, around like stuff with Cardinal McCarrick or former Cardinal McCarrick and stuff like that. And it really was uh, just, it really struck me. I'm like, this is one of the best films I've ever seen in my life. It's a beautiful film. about That struggle with mission and everything, right? So it's a really, really amazing film. See that Aiden Gillen is in it. Please tell me he plays like a shady character who has like a lot of information. No, I think he plays the priest. If I'm remembering my names correctly, one second. He, he plays the pope. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! He plays. Um, he plays a doctor. He's like a secondary character. 
Yeah, okay. He's a secondary character in the film. Uh, number two, Diary of a Country Priest. It's an old French film. It's it's hard to get. You have to. It's it's on the. Um, oh, what's that that special uh, movie collection? What's it called again? Criterion. Criterion. Say Criterion. Criterion. DVDs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's on the Criterion collection. It's a uh, it's a amazing amazing black and white film, a French film. But it's based on a book by uh, George Bernanos. I read the book every year. It's one of those rare times where the book, where the film complements and accentuates the book. It it really is faithful to the book, and it's one of the best depictions of a priest in, in film, in my opinion. And the qualms and the spiritual battles he's going through, and all this, and he he just the the film is really really brilliant. And then number one, uh, it's it's my all time favorite Catholic priest film is The Exorcist. <laughs> I'm serious. Okay, no, I'm laughing because is, I'm actually, I've seen a, this. Is this a troll of JVL? Why, does he hate The Exorcist? Oh, because it's in Georgetown? <laughs> <laughs> it's a great film. It's an amazing film. It, okay, it, all right, all right. I, I'm just making sure you're not taking pot shots. I've never seen it. Oh, no, this is not a troll. Okay. This is, right. honestly, it's one of my, it's a, it's a film that really deal. It's it, I feel it's a, it encapsulates the seventies so well about the emergence of psychology as a science in culture, uh, and how people of faith are dealing with this. Uh, the priest who's losing faith, the priest who's dealt with demons before, this mother who's been trying everything. It's this, and it has such a beautiful portrayal of priesthood and and Father Damien, who is a man who's kind of losing his faith essentially. But in this process, towards the end, actually becomes like a sacrificial victim for this girl. And I, I just, I've always loved the end of the film, right? Where, where though she remembers nothing of the <laughs> events, she sees uh, one of Father Damien's uh, priest friends. They co- he comes by to check in on them before they move, and the the camera uh, closes in on his collar, and she sees it, and she just runs up and embraces him and gives him a kiss on the cheek. And I just thought that's one of the most endearing things of the priesthood. That's what it's about, right? That she recognized that this is these are men who put their life aside for me, even though she may not remember what happened or anything. She saw the beauty of what the priesthood's really about. Because that's what the priesthood's all about. Like Father Damien, the film starts with him offering the sacrifice at the Mass and off, ends with him offering his own sacrifice, right? And it's just uh, it's the culmination of what the priesthood's all about. So that's my all-time favorite Catholic priest film. So, uh, Stephen, this this is one of Stephen's favorite movies. And when we were in D.C. for uh, SwampCon, he uh, ventured to Georgetown and took a photo of the Exorcist uh, stairs. Yep, those uh, are famous stairs. Yeah. <laughs> for those of you who don't know what ventured means, it means, ve- <laughs> it means ven- ventured with a What's V. What's venturing? <laughs> is, that, is, that like, is that going on an adventure with a wench? <laughs> My God, clergy is the worst. Uh, Ryan, do you do you have any thoughts on this movie? I have not seen this movie. What? I I went to a uh, d- like demons and stuff like that freaked me the fuck out. Like I, I I went to a Bible college and like some of the stories that people I don't know I I don't I don't like talking about that stuff. I don't. Like uh, thinking about it, yeah. I, I just avoid it. I think that's why actually one of the reasons that movie is so, is so good because it actually it's actually terrifying. You don't actually see anything really, right? But it, the evil is so real in a way that that's what's so mm. terrifying about it. Uh, yeah, like it, I actually like real believe in that. So yeah, exactly. Like, so do I, right? So yeah, yeah. Oh, no, so. First time I saw it, I had to sleep with the lights on for a week. 
Serious? Yeah. yeah. I just avoid it. I'm not. I'm not as. Uh, I'm like not. You know, as uh, uh, as as well versed at the Bible as you. So I just avoid it altogether. <laughs> so I, 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 Chris, have you seen The Exorcist? Nope. Oh, no desire. Else seen The Exorcist? <laughs> <laughs> Gene? <laughs> we we actually have we Talk have about s- a spinner. <laughs> 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 Maybe on the next podcast we have we have a surprise for our listeners that we think that they will appreciate uh, if if we can make it work uh, that that's related to Gene. But I was going to so Stan, Stanley Kubrick actually turned it down and did not direct uh, The Exorcist, and The Exorcist features Max von Sydow, who is uh, a great Swedish actor. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> Harrison. Um, yep. Uh, have you seen the film The Exorcism of Emily Rose? I have. I didn't. How does? Like how does? Okay, it's not good. For me, I, uh, listen. My, I'll put my theology cap on here for a second. I haven't seen it, so I can't weigh in. I'm, okay. Yeah. A lot of people liked it. I hated it because first it was a little too sensational. Secondly, it was uh, not as well researched or theologically balanced. Uh, like there's just like these these weird car crash scenes and stuff. Like it was just like really weird stuff. But where it really got down to it for me is, and this is the key with The Exorcist, is that if you, when possession happens in the theology of the church, you need to assent to it yourself. There needs to be an in. The, the devil can't just force himself on you. That's not the way it works. Uh, you need to say, I, I want, I don't even want to say it that way, right? But you know what I mean, right? That doesn't happen in The Exorcism of Emily Rose. It does in The Exorcist, right? She's playing with the Ouija board. That's her, that's the in when she's talking to Mr. Howdy. But in the Exorcist of Emily, Exorcism of Emily Rose, there is no in. There is no way for there is. She's a person of piety and, and devotion, and suddenly she gets possessed. And I just so it just tries it, to say that now, it could just take you over right. without without any. Okay. Right now, both both films are based on true stories. The Exorcist is based on the exorcism of a young boy in St. Louis in the 1920s. And very inter- Here's another interesting tidbit from the film. There's that scene uh, where Father Damien is listening to recordings. From when he's been in the room, that time with that recording he's listening to is not something they made up. It's actually from the recording of the young boy who was possessed in the 1920s. Hmm. So I'm not sleeping. Yeah, Great. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Right. Have an extra drink tonight, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> Exorcism of Emily Rose is based off a off the story of a German young woman who who was dealing with this stuff, and there's a lot of documentation about it online. And so, um, but I've always found the whole case and the whole story a little dubious myself, and so I didn't. I don't know. I just found it too Hollywoodized. I found The Exorcist to be more authentically true to the realities of possession. Okay. Um, w- one more question for you. Yeah. As a, as a Catholic priest, any comment on the film Stigmata? Nineteen ninety nine film. I remember hearing about it, but I don't know if I've seen it. Had an eighty five million dollar box office, twenty nine million dollar budget. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hairdresser. Hairdresser and atheist from Pittsburgh afflicted with the stigmata after acquiring a rosary formerly owned by a deceased Italian priest who himself suffered from the phenomenon. I have vague memories of it. I, yeah. I don't. Okay. Yeah. I, I have. I remember seeing like trailers of it and stuff like that. I, I haven't seen it either. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. I just remembered a movie that I totally forgot on my list of Gods and Men. Fantastic <laughs> film. Have you guys seen that one? Which About. One it's about Algerian monks who uh, who are living in um, I can't remember which country. No, sorry, yeah, in Algeria. And um, there's a Muslim uprising at the time, and so the struggle between should they stay 
to be with the people and to serve them and with the fear and, and, and possibility of martyrdom or should they leave? And it's based on a true story from the 1970s and 80s. And these monks have since been beatified, actually. Um, but it's a very, very well done film. And it's very beautifully done. It's a European film. Yeah, I, I believe I've I looked it up. I believe I've seen it, but I don't remember it. It's a 2010 French drama. Yeah. But so the fact that you rate Exorcist so high, is that because of the theme of the movie? Or are you in general into more horror, scary movies? No, I... I actually hate scary movies, uh, <laughs> but I've just, I remember seeing it the first time. I'm like, this is one of the most Catholic films I've ever seen. It was just so well done. And it's like, I actually, I was struggling. Should I put Diary of a Country Priest is pretty high up there for me too, but Exorcist gotcha. is part of it. Part Di- of- Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Gotcha. There you go. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Same thing, right? I, I, kid I own all three of them on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, Exorcist was one as one of those films also where it was very formative. It was like the first time I really saw a really good portrayal of a Catholic priest in film. I, all these other films I saw after that. So I think that's part of the reason it's number one for me. It's it's also just that little personal experience of here is a great portrayal of a priest and uh, and a beautiful and and a very human one too, right? Because Father Damien he he's going through those ebbs and flows in his faith, and I think that's a good thing. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's also just that it was like a definitive moment for me in cinema when I saw it. Speaking of yep. R- Ryan, I was just looking up Ryan Howard's statistics and <laughs> okay, starting at the year that he stopped achieving an OPS plus of a hundred. So in t- mm-hmm. 2012, so when he, he fell below replacement level, right? Or actually that's not even replacement level. That's just average. Right, average. 100 is average. Yeah. He earned $125 million <laughs> from the point that he stopped replacing That's because people level. paid him. People paid him for his prime seasons. It's insane. After his prime seasons. Bryce Harper is just, it's not even <laughs> to his prime season. Your prime seasons in the MLB are, like, historically from, like, 27 to 33 are in that, in that range. Bryce Harper is 26. Although there's an interesting thing that like people over the age of 31 are having a hard time finding contracts, but generally 27 well, they are because 27 you don't want to is because again yeah. they they those guys want like seven eight year deals. Yeah, and teams will be paying for what they've done in the past. Bryce Harper, you're still like yeah, 13 years is crazy, but you're still you're paying for what he's about to do. And and I mean, so I thought of ages, Ryan Howard. Like, because... I, I have I looked up on my on my baseball database that I have. <laughs> I looked up the OPS OPS of guys that have had at least thirty nine hundred plate appearances from the ages of eighteen to twenty five. Uh, Bryce Harper falls in that range. He's fifth. It's like Mickey Mantle. Um, I, I tweeted it out. Mickey Mantle, Yogi Berra. And like, but Bryce Harper, no, actually, and uh, Billy I'm, Hamilton and and Trout, right? And Mike Trout is also and Mike Trout. Billy is Hamilton, much better. Mike Trout is yes. Mike Trout is better than Bryce Harper. It's crazy that we have two like historically great guys 
that are around the same age playing right now. But that doesn't like demean Bryce Harper in any way. Bryce Harper is going to have a great career. And I don't care what people talk about. Like somebody told me today on Twitter that he's like not the most engaged player in baseball. Bryce Harper, if you looked at his on-base percentage, he gets on base so often because he doesn't swing at pitchers' pitches. The, the easiest thing for, to do for a hitter is to just swing at a bunch of terrible pitches and try to, you know, make something happen out, out of that. Right. Bryce Harper has patience, and uh, that is very, very – that is not something the, – don't, don't you mean silence? Don't you mean silence? Yeah, Bryce <laughs> Harper has silence. <laughs> Bryce Harper has plate silence. Right, but, uh, but, but Ryan, Ryan, I have a question. Then, so, uh, so, so the people are arguing that Bruce Harper is, is, is overrated, Harper. just like Johnny Bench – uh, so, what is uh, Harper's uh, batting average? I don't care about Bryce Harper's batting. You sh- you know that's a trigger for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. No. What time is it? What time is it? We're done. <laughs> you bring up batting average, the podcast is over. You know. That was one Ryan, of the. That's in my contract. That's in my contract. <laughs> if you bring up batting average. The, con- the 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 podcast is over. Yeah, as long I as quit. you put as long as you I, put your I'm speedy quitting. guys in the first I hope, two, I hope up high in the batting order was all you wanted because I'm done. Ryan, you you have to admit that Bryce Harper's strikeout numbers are a bit high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and who actually cares about walks? Like, strikeout no one. is just an out. <laughs> you can't ground into a double play when you strike out. So I I have I've seen trouble with the curve. So have you listened to Bryce Harper when he hits the ball? I am gonna. Th- this microphone looks like a ball. I'm gonna pick it up. <laughs> I'm gonna throw it against the wall as hard as I can. Which about which at this stage of my life is probably only like 75 miles an hour. But I'm pretty sure it'll break through the wall. Yeah, yeah. You could still throw 75, which is clear. Throw 75. But, but I, I could throw I I could throw 89 miles an hour when I was 18. So I could definitely throw 75 right now. You were definitely drafted in the first round of the MLB draft. They don't draft people who don't throw 95. 95. They don't draft. <laughs> now people. you're be you're. They don't draft ridiculous. people who don't throw in the mid 90s anymore. They don't. That is not true. <laughs> but Ryan, you you and I we both know that that. Uh, <laughs> I, you know what? They don't draft guys that It's okay. We can leave we can leave this. So, uh, transition. One of the the reasons I'm happy that Harrison is here on the podcast is because I wanted to take some time uh, and and talk about game night. Oh, you mean the worst movie of all time? Yeah, what? it's pretty pretty How? bad. You bring it's up horrible. strikeouts, batting average, <laughs> you know, game night is terrible in the same podcast, and you think I'm going to keep going? <laughs> it's a horrible film! You're a horrible film. <laughs> Your face is a horrible film. Your face is... <laughs> <laughs> no, like, like game night just isn't... I, I assume if you're like Chris and you are a, a Jason Bateman stan, then you would like it, but it's just not that funny. It's not that funny at all. I thought it had some potential as an idea. And I rented the film. I, I spent money. I spent hard-earned <laughs> money. And they didn't have it as a rental option. You can only Good. buy $10. <laughs> it's sitting there in my library. And I want to burn my iTunes account now because it's it's staining my collection. Well, so you Chris might as like, well because you know it. that any Just day 
Steve Jobs' ghost is going to take that movie away from you. It's true. They probably will. <laughs> did you, did you listen did to my... the sub-beacon today? Because I did. these agreements are worth nothing. And it's so... I have, a, I have a morning routine on Thursdays because messages you later on Thursdays. So I wake up, I grab a coffee, go back to bed, and I listen to the sub-beacon. Uh, so you learned that, that anything that you own on digital is worth nothing. And it's true. And I, it makes me wish I just kept to DVDs and Blu-rays. DVDs that, and that's Blu-rays. the worst thing you've ever said. No, like, I, it I don't, is great. I don't tried to put a Frisbee into my <laughs> Amazon Cube today, and it didn't work either. <laughs> I don't, Anyways, although, the game night this... was, I was watching it. I'm like, this is not funny. This is a waste of my time. I love Jason Bateman, too, but the film just wasn't working. You can, you, it was. Yeah, that, that is just the, like, that, I, I just can't even. Like I that is so this is sick. I thought that I wasn't going to be able to sleep earlier, but now I'm really not going to be able to sleep. Uh, Harrison, did you did you yeah. see Tag? No, I did not see Tag. Okay, Game Night might be worse than it. Um, this is not worse than Tag. <laughs> Thomas, you are the worst person in the world. <laughs> Thomas and I are good friends now. You know, we hate the same films. We think of things in Celsius and yeah. kilometers. Yeah. I we mean, both agree hockey is the greatest it's sport. Great sport. We so you like each other's sandwiches. And you like bad movies. Congratulations. <laughs> you can mute me now, Thomas. Game night was a waste of two hours. And I wish out of my, I wish I could build a hot tub time machine that I went. so that I could go back in time and stop myself from buying that You film. probably liked Hot Tub Time Machine. I haven't seen Hot Tub hot Time Machine. So I'm just, I, I haven't either. So it, so be, <laughs> it, might, it might be good. <laughs> all right, so on that note, Ryan is currently muted. Uh, that is all the time we are giving to this episode. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, do subscribe, leave a review. Unmuted. I found fun. the battery, son of a Wait, wait. Bitch. I, got, I got a quick question before you, before you end. I yes. got one quick question. What's that? Why do you kill, still call yourselves the SSEU when it's now the SBEU? Unmuted again. <laughs> <laughs> you guys call yourselves. working on a new name. We, we're okay, working. We it's in the know. works. Um, is, how, how hard is it? Barely making your own time to record. We don't have time to come up with a new name. <laughs> you call yourselves the SBEU podcast instead yeah, of the SSEU podcast. Yeah, but what happens when no, they when how they much work we'd have to do? Like that's like fifteen minutes of work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and what happens when they shut down the free beacon because Vic has spent the entire budget at the Palm? Like, <laughs> <laughs> or how many? Or no, no, it's not how, many, how much he spent at the Palm. It's how many times he went to go see Alita. <laughs> Why are we broke? I had to see Alita again. <laughs> or how many times your cousin Aaron Harrison has gone to bust the gene and his shady stuff that's going on? Because um, your first name and his last name are definitely the same thing. Uh, <laughs> I think Alita went down at the box office. Uh, Chris, Chris, do you Is that I would assume that most of our listeners are Amazon Prime members. So, like, the one service that you should be using uh, for streaming is Amazon Music. If you are not using Amazon Music, you are underutilizing your Amazon Prime membership because. Um, Amazon Music is part of it. If, if you're already getting Prime for the shipping and for the and for the TV, um, it includes uh, like millions of of songs. And a playlist. And a playlist. And a playlist. 
They well, just you guys, doing... you guys have music unlimited stuff on there though. They just started doing Amazon Prime Music up here in Canada too. So. Okay, it, it it is like if you're not using it, you should like. Doesn't matter what kind of music you listen to. There's there's a really good library available. This found it's a cool just... in this closet that has been up there for probably three years. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just a. It's not just about music though. Like I, I, that's the reason I canceled Netflix. I'm like, actually, Amazon Prime's got better content, and I'm paying my one fee a year. So, their original you would, which really you'd pay, you'd pay that just for the shipping. That's what I, mean, I was doing before. I'm yeah, like, wait, I get yeah. this extra stuff for free now. You get books, you get music, you get yeah. TV. It's yeah. it is. And there's a reason and he's called Lord B Sauce. Yeah, and Audible. May he, I mean, may he reign I use Audible like crazy too. Yeah, Audible. I use it. I have to drive a lot, right? So I listen to uh, a lot of audiobooks. You listen to a lot of the SSCU podcast. That too. <laughs> so anyway, We're as we wrap Audible. up, buy the SSCU podcast book <laughs> for twenty nine ninety five on Audible. <laughs> as we wrap up, it would be tempting to say to, to go ahead up. and listen to. We wrapped up twenty minutes ago. No, we haven't We're wrapped up. We're wrapping up now. We have not. Um, it would be easy to say listen to Father Harrison Ayers. I'm um, so ready not clerically to speaking. Uh, podcast, but no, screw it. He has way too many listeners as it is. <laughs> if you are a clerically speaking listener, you should subscribe and listen to our podcast. The <laughs> the um, listen to it going forward. Subscribe and find the old episodes listen. at SSU Podcast. I, I will promise you this. Same, I will even same use stuff. Our, same I stuff. will even use our podcast Twitter account to retweet this episode. Yeah, uh, thank I, you. I, 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 I want to say something about clerically speaking. It might be, I have only ever listened to one episode, but it is probably my third favorite podcast out there. After yes. this and after the substandard, uh, because they give shout outs even to atheists like myself. So, yeah, you, you, count, tagged. You, you are not an atheist. You are a Baptist Christian. Top three podcasts. You Listen. count our podcast. <laughs> you are so self. We actually read one of uh, Thomas's tweets on our show. Yeah, they did. And on that note, we thank you for listening. Do subscribe, leave a review, listen to Clerically Speaking. Don't and leave a review. Tweet. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Goodbye, folks. <laughs> At JV Last, he wants to hear from you. Do you have anything else? I do. Oh, really? What, what could you possibly have? <laughs> I feel like today's Subbeacon episode has been a sweet, sweet vindication of my 
purchasing of physical media. Yeah. <sighs> I agree. No, no. I admit defeat on this one for sure. This, I think this, I should have bought physical media. They have emphasized how I've never had anything. Lord, Lord Bezos has never taken anything away from me. I don't know what Sonny's talking about. So or, what, or actually, Sonny was talking spent. about Father Harrison's tweet. I realize that. But he, you bought that from Steve Jobs. He died. And so <laughs> I lost something when he died. I'm sorry about that. Lord Bezos. You know, may I he reign forever. I can't buy that. Doesn't his I wife get well, half the, the movies? That, but here's the thing: in Canada, oh. I can't buy. I can't buy uh, digital films from Amazon like you guys can in the states. Oh. Rights are different up here, so okay. I have to. I have to See, stick with iTunes. Yeah, I don't buy anything from iTunes. I've never. I bought. I bought <laughs> well, like. I bought a season for, of Entourage from iTunes <laughs> when it was on. Mm-hmm. And, and that's it. That's all I have. <laughs> Maybe it's because you bought the season of Entourage that you think it's exactly. Oh, you guys like it, so don't even give me any crap about it. <laughs> right. I didn't. I didn't. So, so um, the the irony of all this is that the same day that I feel vindicated in my purchasing of of hundreds of DVDs and and Blu-rays, um, I also it's the first time I've ever bought a movie on Amazon. <laughs> I, I first time I you've per- ever bought a movie on Amazon. Yeah. Which I, movie I, that? I purchased it, for my children. Play that sentence over and over forever. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse because it's a great movie. It's an amazing movie. Oh, I need to buy that. I forgot. Which that. is yeah. shocking the best, to yeah. hear from Father film. Harrison because he has garbage movie taste because he hates <laughs> he hates Game Night. I but hate bad it movies. Is a fantastic. You hate bad movies and you like you hate. You hate good movies. You, you like bad movies. You should hate Spider Verse, which is a it's great movie. The best. It's the best Marvel film that's been put out. I I agree, which shocks me as to why you hate Game Night. But anyway, so I bought it for my Game <laughs> Night is the worst Marvel. Chris is movie. right. Those two things don't make sense. Yeah. So so anyway, people of um, reason. It makes sense to people of reason. Okay. I would yeah. agree if you are the age of reason. So, but reason anyway, magazine. <laughs> Matt Welch. Um, listen, listen. Thomas has a doctorate. We can trust him. He's a doctor. Speaking uh, of, I don't Harrison, trust doctors. I, I know Never you have, have. I know you have socialized medicine up there, but have you taken the opportunity to send Thomas some stool? <laughs> some stool? <laughs> Why would I do that? He's yeah, a doctor. Chris. I know, but I don't need to send him stool samples. Chris, how often do you give stool don't. to your medical? Yeah, like but there has to be very specific reasons for no, your doctor. No, 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 that's, that's, no, twice not a week at, all. at most. No. <laughs> exactly. Like you want, you want a baseline. <laughs> like, right, you if, you're going, need, if you're giving you it twice a week, sick. I think we need to start giving you last rites, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's your health. You can't be too careful. How often do you give stool? One loose, one firm. Chris. How often? Like my primary care doctor or Thomas? Your primary care doctor. I've never given my primary care doctor. Thomas isn't your primary care doctor yet? (laughs) Well, you don't believe in him, do you? I keep calling my insurance company. and I'm I'm out of network. It's... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's out of network, but I pay the extra yeah. price. 
<laughs> I don't pay anything. I just pay taxes and I have my health care covered. I'm so. standing up though. I said, oh, well, okay. We are veering into socialist territory here. Uh, hey, hang on. I, that is the Swede. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am. Who have like 50% taxes on things. Come on. Yes. Yeah. 50? This you... guy listens to our podcast. This guy, Father Harrison. Yes. <laughs> I, I did want to say, um, I mean, a realization I made maybe six months ago, 